Welcome to Parkview On The Go and happy Independence Day. My name's Nathan, I'm one of the pastors at Parkview. Parkview is a church where everybody, regardless of their past or their story, can take steps toward God. So in case you thought you were listening to content from a church full of people who have it all together, we're just a church full of imperfect people trying our best to chase after our perfect savior. So I hope you'll feel right at home here with us. And as we head into the heart of summertime, and parents, I'm specifically talking to you right now, there's an opportunity that you do not want to miss out on, and it's called Summer Jam. If you're not familiar, Summer Jam is Parkview's annual event for first through fifth grade kids, similar to a vacation Bible school, if you're more familiar with that. And even though we're not able to host Summer Jam at our physical Parkview campuses, we are challenging you to host Summer Jam at home for your own kids or if you're really brave, for the kids in your neighborhood. Our Parkview Kids teams have worked hard to be able to bring the music, the games, the Bible lessons, and fun of Summer Jam right to you. So check out parkviewchurch.com slash Summer Jam to find out more information and also to register your kids. Thanks again for joining us as we celebrate the 4th, and we are reminded that in spite of the things that seek to divide us, We are united around Jesus and around our pursuit to make this world an even better place than it was when we came along. Enjoy the rest of the service. Hey, happy 4th, everyone. So glad that you're all here. Hope you're having a great time. You know, if you're gathering in your home around with some friends, uh, some family watching together, we're so glad you're doing that. You know, we really want you to find joy gathering together every weekend along with us, so glad you checked in. And for those of you I haven't met yet, my name's Chad. I'm one of the campus pastors here. Maybe you saw me hanging out in the early morning hours with Pastor Nathan when we were doing those online morning devotionals. Or maybe actually you've never even seen me at all. In which case, it's nice to meet you now. You know, for a while now, we've been experiencing, you know, some degree of working from home. And if you're like me, you've kind of started to venture back into the office. And it's been a little weird heading back to the workplace, but maybe what's weird is this. Someone told me that they found themselves not only missing the people they like at work, they even started to miss the people they didn't like at work. So I guess staying at home does have its upside. And since it's the fourth, just a little bit of word of advice. If you see that crazy cousin or uncle or friend of yours, and he likes to set things off in his driveway, and he looks at you and says, hey, hold this really quick while I light the match, You probably just need to pretend to go to the bathroom or have some acid reflux or something just to keep your fingers. A little bit of advice for all you pyros out there. You know, it's been a wild season, hasn't it? For a country, really for our world. This roller coaster of highs and lows that have played out in America over the last six months. It's really been astonishing. And we've seen some amazing displays of commitment and generosity. And yet we've also seen, you know, some things that have reminded us that we're not really where we need to be as a community, as a human race. And this is kind of usually the point where the conversation gets a little political. And some of you are probably more you know, fired up right now and you want to banter back and forth about it. And guess what? We're, we're kind of going to do that today, but not really in the way you might think. You know, as I've reflected and I've listed over the last few weeks, I've been thinking about you know, what it means to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And I've been reminded of this portion of scripture from the book of Galatians that I think speaks to some of what we're all going to go through together. And maybe you've heard it before, It reads like this, it's from Galatians chapter five, and says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. There's so much here in this. And so first what I want you to do is just underline, or maybe even just stare at the phrase called to be free. 
This is that basic universal truth that we're called to be free. You don't call yourself, someone else calls you. And so those of you like are on the front lines understand this really well. You've been called to give up your time, your energy, your skills, even your life. You've been called to serve. And thank God that many of you have answered that call. You know, this call that Paul's referring to is that call from God through Christ to be free from the unnecessary rules, the guilt, the shame, all of that stuff that kind of comes with the old system of law. And Jesus fulfills that law and he provides access for us to God. And so you were called to be free, but then there's this but, this little moment in the scriptures where we need to pay attention to it. It says this, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. You see what's happening here? Paul's saying, yes, go ahead, be free. But he's also reminding us of this important thing that we often miss. And it's that we have a choice about how to use our freedom. And so this is kind of where this debate about freedom really starts to play itself out. I mean, if we are free, then what should we use our freedom for? And in case you tend to debate mostly about politics or democracy, I want to take us all the way back to the book of Genesis, all the way back to the beginning where freedom was first presented in the garden. God creates man and he gives him freedom. And in Genesis chapter two, it says this, the Lord God took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to care for it. And then the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now there's two types of people listening to me right now. There's the kind of people that say, you know, you're gonna give me a full reign over paradise except for one tree, I'm good. But then there's probably a group of you who are like, I kinda wanna try that tree. Maybe you know what happens next. The serpent comes along, approaches the woman, and he deceives her. And in Genesis 3, 4, he basically says, you're certainly not gonna die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes are gonna be opened and you're gonna be able to see like God. You're gonna know good and you're gonna know evil. And so enter the first distortion of freedom. And that's this, freedom means no limits. Freedom means no limits. You see, the serpent distorted our perception of our freedom for the first time. And the result was death. And so maybe you're asking, well, how can Adam and Eve really be free if they weren't really allowed to eat from the tree? Well, of course they were. They were free to choose to eat from it. God didn't intervene. He just laid out the outcome for their choice. And so the serpent convinces Eve uh, and keeps her from having a greater experience. You know, my wife and I, when we were younger and we were married, we, we went off to the Grand Canyon. It's a beautiful part of the country. And I have this picture in my mind of the Grand Canyon where you're kind of standing at the edge of the canyon and there's this sign that says, stay back. And now clearly no one's standing there to check to see if I actually go past the sign. But you know what, I could go past the sign, that's my freedom, but I know the risk. And that's what God's kind of laying out here in Eden. You can do it, but you shouldn't because the result is death. And so if we go back to Galatians 5, And we read the second part, do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, but rather serve each other in love. That kind of changes things, doesn't it? I mean, I'm called to be free to serve others around me humbly in love. And so you mean to say that my freedom's not for me? I mean, catch what's happening. You were called to be free. God through his son has freed you up, but not to contain you, to enable you. Is this God's created this amazing, beautiful cycle in which we're called to be free in order to give it away. And so people understand Christ in us by how much freedom we pass on. 
or withhold. And so if everything in life flows down from who we believe God to be, then God's word about freedom must inform our interpretation of that in every area of our life. So for example, uh, let's take the Bill of Rights. It lays out some of the parameters for our freedom. You know, what's one of the first ones? Freedom of speech, right? So here's what I'm asking myself this weekend. On this weekend, am I choosing to use my freedom to celebrate it? What does that look like when I use my freedom of speech to serve others humbly in love? And so this is kind of where it starts to hit home for me. How's my freedom of speech gonna help me build up the people around me? How's it gonna help others experience this love that I claim to know? How am I best gonna pass on this freedom to others, especially when it comes to areas of my life such as my words? So let me just shoot straight with you for a minute. Do our social media feeds help pass on freedom in Christ or do they drive a wedge with others? You know, do our bumper stickers and our t-shirts and our flags, our TikTok videos, our Instagram photos, yeah, even our tattoos, do any of those examples give us the ability to pass on our freedom or withhold it? Because here's the thing. In Genesis, Adam and Eve were deceived. They were deceived into trading freedom for division. But in Galatians, Paul reminds us of this gift of freedom and the choice of how to use it. But he also reminds us that we could, if we choose, trade out that freedom for division. And so in 2020, we kind of face the same decision. Are we gonna pass on a distorted version of our freedom that kind of causes division? Or are we gonna care well for the gift of freedom by serving the people around us, specifically with the words we're using? You know, recently I had a chance to sit down to talk and to learn from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's close friend, Dr. Virgil Wood. Dr. Wood was a confidant to Martin Luther King. And he took many, many, many trips with Dr. King. And while I was with Dr. Wood, uh, he kind of reminded me of something that Dr. King once said. And he said this, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so there's these two forces, right? That would seek to tear us apart, pull us away from each other. And it's these forces, they like masquerade as freedom. And yet they're just deceptive devices that draft division. So let's not be deceived. Regardless of what we're facing in the future, we will never be able to solve disunion with more division. We can only solve it with love. And so in a way, it's kind of like a light. You know, oftentimes my son, he goes to bed at night and sometimes he gets a little afraid. But I give him this little flashlight or, or maybe even a little battery candle and it starts to drive out the darkness. But more importantly, it starts to drive out the fear of what's perceived to be in the darkness. And sometimes I'll take that little flashlight and rather than letting him hold it close by, I'll sit it up on his dresser and have it hit the ceiling so it lights up the whole room. And so just like our freedom, I can choose how I'm gonna use this little flashlight. And it brings me a lot of joy to give it to him to drive out that fear so he can go to sleep at night. You know, scripture says that you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And so neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it up on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And so in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your God in heaven. Can I invite you to do something with me this 4th of July? I'm gonna light a candle and I'm gonna set it in front of my porch as a reminder to myself that I'm committing to passing on my freedom to others. I would like you to do the same. 
And so while our neighborhoods are bursting with thousands of fireworks from here, and then they're gone in a second later, I'm, I'm gonna set this small still light burning on in my front porch. Maybe it'll burn in tomorrow, maybe even in the next day. I mean, maybe, maybe at some point I'll probably even need a battery candle. But my point here is that I'm gonna choose to use my freedom in a way that makes lives of others better around me. So I'm gonna put that candle out there to remind myself of that. Because I wanna be a person who passes on my freedom. I wanna be a person who lets my light shine. Why don't you join me in that? Let's pray together. God, uh, thanks for the privilege to know, God, that you've done that for us. And so, God, I pray that you give us the courage, the bravery, God, even just the, um, the desire, uh, God, to use the freedom we have to bless the people around us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Parkview On The Go. Like we mentioned last week, we will be hosting small prayer gatherings at our physical locations starting this month. They won't necessarily be what you're used to if you are someone who attends a physical campus, but it's the beginning of a long process toward gathering together on site. So check your email, follow Parkview on social media, and pay attention to announcements so that you can be in the know when details come out. You don't wanna miss out on that. And then one last thing, Communion is a great way to pause and reflect and remember what Jesus did for us and the rest of the world. And so if you'd like some easy to follow instructions or even a few scriptures to read while you're taking communion together, you can find it all at parkviewchurch.com communion. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get a notification each time a new episode is published. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.